Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hey everyone, welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth and I am your host. We are working our way through the alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is B, and B is for bisexual. And yes, guys, I know I did bisexual before, but last time I interviewed a bisexual woman, and today I'm talking to a bisexual man. Just a reminder, people who are bisexual are attracted to both men and women, and some attracted to all genders. Joining me today to talk about this topic is Cooper S. Beckett. Cooper S. Beckett is the co-founder and host of Life on the Swing Set, the podcast, since 2010, author of Swinging and Polyamory Novels, A Life Less Monogamous and Approaching the Swingularity, and memoir, My Life on the Swing Set, Adventures in Swinging and Polyamory. He teaches and speaks on swinging, polyamory, pegging, play parties, and coloring outside the boundaries of your sexuality. He's a graphic and web designer, photographer, and voiceover artist, has been a guest expert on Dan Savage's Savage Lovecast, and is the announcer of Tristan Taumino's radio show, Sex Out Loud. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, me back. Oh, it's brilliant. So let's talk about bisexuality. Because most of the people that I speak to who are bisexual are women. Mm -hmm. My experience, men don't as easily admit it or talk about it in public. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of a lot of shit caught up in in the um, the idea of masculinity. I think that that makes it very difficult to not be either rigidly masculine and straight, or the now far more socially accepted gay male, you know, right. and I don't want to, I don't want to blanket make it seem like the gay man has an easy time of it because they don't. But, you know, over, over the decades, gay male has become a far more accepted lifestyle in, in uh, the generalized society. The weirdness of the bi male is that it's, yeah, you know, I, I get in a, a lot of trouble because I feel like one of the reasons that the bi-females bi are so prevalent is because it was sort of forced into being acceptable because everybody was interested in it. They were mm-hmm. talking about it. They were making movies about it. So 
it's it's not good that fetishization is what made it acceptable. Right. But it is definitely possible that fetishization made it acceptable a lot faster because a uh, a young woman growing up in the 90s watching wild things on VHS in her parents' basement might have really unusual feelings that then she follows to the logical conclusion of bisexual. There isn't that with men. No. You know, and it, there's the reason it took me so long to really come to grips with it, you know, not publicly, I came to grips with it you know, off podcasting, but it's because there are two options for men. You are straight or you are gay. You don't see bi men. And, and bi people who show up in media are often then just slid into gay. You know, queer becomes gay, not non-hetero, right. you know? Right. And so I spent a lot of time in my formative years worrying I was actually gay because I had interest and not worrying because being gay would be terrible, but worrying because being gay would mean I didn't understand myself. Right. And that is terrifying, not understanding, fundamentally not understanding yourself on, on such a level. And when I got into uh, non-monogamy, it suddenly there was an option to explore this. Right. You know, if I could find other bi men, which are difficult to find in non-monogamy as well, but it was, it was now an, a possibility to explore. And that led to a lot of uh, consternation because I do get inside my head a lot. But when I, when I looked at it and, and, started exploring, I realized that no, I'm not gay. I very much enjoy women and I very much enjoy men. I definitely am more on the female uh, romanticism side. I, I'm interested in dating women, not so much interested in dating men, but like with anything else over the course of my evolution, I recognize that maybe I have not met the man I want to date yet and that that may change yep. everything because my entire journey has been a, well, suddenly I've encountered this and this right. is surprising <laughs> and new. And let's see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, I always find this really interesting because certainly as a bisexual woman and an older, older in the sense that I am 54. So, you know, I wasn't coming up of age. Wild things did not transition no. you. None of these things <laughs> transitioned me. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I was, you know, I was discovering this stuff in the in the 70s, right? So, um, where, of course, a certain amount of bisexuality was acceptable because it was the free love thing, but, sure. but I was a little bit too late for the free love thing. So, um, but I had a lot of experience with people telling me I needed to pick a side, and I still do. Sure. Um, and, and I still have women who feel um gay women who feel that really i'm if i just met the right woman then i would be gay and mm -hmm. i've had straight men who have insisted that you know really it was just because i hadn't met the right man um but because everything in your life should be defined by external sources of course it? like there's nothing internal about right, this nothing it's all but, we're all just reactionary <laughs> i know for me the experience the whole thing was always very internal and it's one of the reasons that i struggled when people really 
gave me a hard time and I had a hard time for my family. Um, I have a brother who's gay and they came to terms with him being gay, but me being bisexual was a problem. Yeah. And I, I couldn't understand that for a long time. And then I eventually kind of came to the conclusion that part of that might've been that all they did was sort of transfer their heteronormative beliefs and yeah. structure from from a, a heterosexual couple to a, a homosexual couple. And that like, if he was gay and monogamous, which he is, um, and I'm bi and non-monogamous, which is <laughs> right. all too much, too much uncertainty for them. But that if he's gay and monogamous, then perhaps that he, they could just look at him as, you know, he'll find the right person, he'll get married, he'll, you know, and it, it, it's a progression. Whereas I introduced the uncertainty principle, which is yeah. it's very, it's very disconcerting for people. But internally, for me, that wasn't my experience. I was just attracted to who I was attracted to. And what it was for me was I did, it actually had nothing to do with gender in the sense that because I'm attracted to people of all genders, that was just the package that the attractive person was in. Sure. And I wonder, I mean, is that, is that how it was for you? Or was it more, was there more of an external basis? Well, for me, I just wanted to play with a penis. Thanks. I mean, really, no, it was. Well, it, why that not? Was, that was very straightforward and simple is I was, I was interested in playing with other cocks and, <laughs> But, but yeah, that's, it's confusing because there, there is no model for that, you know, <laughs> except for now when, when the media is trying to convince us that straight guys are, are having oral sex with each other and are still straight. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to classify you as bi at that point. You know, if, yeah. you are, if you are actively having sex with other men and women, that sort of makes you bi. You can identify however you want, but you're not really straight, you know, and that's, that's problematic as someone who is, you know, by visibility is a huge problem. Huge issue. Huge. And it's a problem because I think there's a number of things. And, and, and going off of what you said, you know, in monogamy, if I was monogamous and I said I'm bisexual, the response would be, and, and I've had this response in the past, who cares? If you're monogamous, and you're in a relationship with a woman as a man, who cares if you're bisexual because you're not doing anything, right? You know, that's, that's what the public responds with. That's what right. the world responds with. And I get that feeling because ultimately, yeah, maybe. But the recognition that who you are and what you do are two very different things. Yes. But at the same time, we have this desire to easily categorize of course and the the world understood straight and weirdos <laughs> forever and then through force sheer force of will they started to understand straight and gay like okay we get this now we're asking them to not only understand the middle which is by but we're asking them to understand that maybe there is no sides. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. And that is, is not just confusing to the normals, to the straights. And I'm using air quotes on a podcast. Yes. But it's, 
it it's sort of the 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 moment when I wondered if I was really gay. I have a very strong feeling that most of the people who freak out about this stuff are actually feeling that little deep down little uh, pit in their stomach about that time they looked at that movie star in a way that made them uncomfortable or that dream they had. And then it's the question of what if I'm not straight? Well, and and. And that's a really interesting one. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I never cared. <laughs> Straight was not something that, that I really particularly wanted sure. to be. I just wanted to be me. But I'm female and, and who cared anyway? I mean, I know that sounds I'm, terrible, but that was no, very much. And, and that's the thing. We live in a society that very much. Uh, both celebrates, fetishizes, and demonizes the fact that female sexuality is fluid. Yeah, so the, ad the attitude was, um, well, you have fluid sexuality, how does that benefit me? Right, exactly. And, 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 and so bi-visibility continues to be a huge issue. Uh, uh, in the UK this year at Pro for Pride, the, all of the Pride advertisements were white men and women who were in same-sex couples. Not surprising, yeah. There wasn't a single person of color, and there were no bi people at all. And it, it was really difficult yeah. to get the, amongst other issues with the whole parade thing, and I did the parade this year. I walked it, I marched this time, and there are some huge issues being an oh, individual. Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, I, we marched as individuals. There were 11 individuals that marched under the banner that said individual. And at, by the end, there were like five of us left. But that was it. Um, and, and because everything was corporate, it was really right. actually kind of oh, corporate or charities. And it was really actually kind of disconcerting. But Over here, it's, it's, it's politicians and corporate. Which, oh. Yeah, like, um, look, I like gay people. Look at me waving yeah. gay people. Yay. Yeah, no, it was really uncomfortable. But... Um, but the idea that I couldn't find myself represented yet again yeah. in the group that I'm supposed to be represented in. It's always, to me, it's always goes LG. Yeah, right, right. But we talk about, and, and to be fair, we talk about trans now more than we talk about bi again. Now we're in this thing. Everybody talks about trans and everybody. We still don't talk about bi because people are so uncomfortable with folks who won't pick a side. Right. I mean, it just seems, it just really is people. And, and as, as um, a professor I highly respect would say, it, people, it's the non-binary element of anything is what makes people tremendously uncomfortable. Right. They're quite fine with, as long as you kind of are one or the other. Human minds like one or the other. And I say always, you know, ambivalence is the hardest task for people to learn growing up. You don't learn to sit with ambivalence until you're in your late teens to early 20s, okay? Mm -hmm. And lots of people never manage that task. There's a huge proportion of adults, I wouldn't want to want to guess how many, who cannot cope with or tolerate ambivalence in any form. Yeah. It's it's really it's frustrating as um well, you know, I, I feel like as a privileged, middle-class, white male who can pass as straight, mm -hmm. and I acknowledge I'm all those things, 
to be able to also see the way bi males are treated as a bi male. Like I, I have this gateway into, you know, it's, I hate saying I'm part of an oppressed minority because I understand that of the oppressed minorities, I'm really doing just fine, you know? But at the same time, yeah, we, we get it from all sides, from straight people, from gay people, from other bi people, from the communities. We get it from everywhere and from communities that should know better. But that's a bunch of rubbish. They don't know better. I mean, I, I will take they should, issue. Though. They, they should, should. They should. But I will take issue with you with you putting that hierarchy in place about oppressed minorities because I'm getting so sick of hearing it from people. <laughs> yeah. I pass. I'm Jewish. I am part of an oppressed minority. You are. A highly oppressed minority. Um, the number of Jews left in the United Kingdom is under 40,000. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I that was the latest that. stat I got my hands on. So some fact checker will come back and tell me what the real number is. <laughs> but that's the, the, last that's I, the beauty of, of having a podcast. Is but the last I looked, it was under 40,000. Yeah. Okay. So I am part of a seriously oppressed minority that goes unseen all the time and that gets treated as though they have all the privilege in the world. Sure, yeah. You know, um, I pass. I pass as white. Yeah. Um, I pass as straight. I have a husband. My husband's bisexual too, but, you know. <laughs> but you both pass as... as... Well, he, he passes He passes as straight, but um, not as white. He's black, so... <laughs> but I find, as somebody who has a degree of privilege, but who actually suffers oppression on a fairly regular basis mm. in ways that it does negatively impact me, that this kind of hierarchy of oppression is really problematic. Mm. I agree. We don't work together. And that's the thing, you know, and that's how gay, uh, bisexual males find themselves in the position of having hate rained on them from every possible direction. Right. Because we don't work together. But because- it's funny, you know, I, like I live in Chicago, which is uh, a very progressive city uh, that has, you know, very large and significant communities, gay communities. We have Boys Town. You know, I live yeah. just outside of Andersonville, which used to be lesbian town. I think they called it something else. But that was basically, you know, we have we have a vibrant community and the Pride Parade is huge, but nobody is talking to each other. You know, like the the BDSM I'm I'm fairly on the pulse of sexuality and I never know what the hell is going on in Chicago. And you know, well, wasn't the, the wasn't ABW last weekend? Uh, it was Kinky College was last weekend. Is ABW next week? I, I, no, what I don't know. They're usually... well, like, again, there I, I have no idea. See? <laughs> uh, but that's frightening to me. Yeah. Given, and particularly, I mean, you more so than me, given where I, that I live across the pond. And um, our politics are strange, but they're not as strange as yours. Oh, no. Ours are, ours are getting progressively stranger day by day. Yeah. And given that, you would think that people would understand the importance of banding together. No, it's it it really creates a last <laughs> last rat off the ship. I don't wow. know. It, it's it's uh, you know a friend of mine used to tell the, the this 
anecdote that you don't have to be able to run faster than the cougar. You have to be able to run faster than your friends. Right, because the cougar will eat The cougar will, will, eat eat, will stop and eat them. Right. And I see how quickly, you know, it really sucks, but I see how quickly our progressive communities turn on each other. Right. And all it takes is a little blood in the water. There's a combination of this holier than thou thing. Like we have transcended petty squabbling and we have transcended the, we, we are better, you know, and then the moment you see the failure of character on anyone's part. Like I've seen people that I really respect taken down in a matter of, of hours and then be gone. You know, and it's just, wow. we are so cannibalistic as a community. And like, I see it more than anything else in the non-monogamy community, because mm -hmm. I'm constantly trying to transcend the idea that there's a, there is a, major difference between swinging and polyamory and yeah there is a, a, a sort of superficial difference one is more about sex one is more about relationships but both are we're not monogamous we're going to have in relationships and sex with each other right so the fact that these two communities spend most of their time griping about each other and demanding that they be treated differently it's it's appalling to me, and it's why I had to leave Reddit, you know, which is not a healthy place in general. But I, I've never I never got involved in Reddit. I have to say, I managed to avoid that. There's so much value there that is thoroughly, thoroughly ruined by small-minded petty people. I just couldn't cope with the numbers of strands of people arguing with each other, but <laughs> it's it's really depressing, and it's one of the things that I've made. My, you know, the reason I talk so much, like the coloring outside the lines of yep. sexuality, the reason I made that my focus and exploration is because once you start exploring, you discover that you're not different than the other people who are also exploring. You know, once I started exploring, I'm not into BDSM, but I can enjoy it. And I wouldn't have known that had I not been willing to say yes and I may have still been judgy about it because we're all judgy at heart because we don't understand. And the only way we get to be not judgy is by trying to understand. Well, and that, you know, and then, and then how does that happen with bisexual men? Because it doesn't seem to be moving. I, I, it's this whole thing about threat that comes up, which is interesting to me. You know, mm -hmm. the whole, um, I mean, of course, in different communities, um, homosexuality is looked upon differently. Right. Right. So if you're a person of color in a traditional family, yeah, that's looked on differently. That's a harder road. Um, and you do see a lot of people on the down low, you yeah. know, and, but a portion of those people are bisexual. Yeah. You know, they're not gay, they're bisexual, and they're not talking about it. My sense is, is that a lot of, a lot of, that some of the issues arise as a result of cheating and infidelity. Yeah. And, and that people, may... People uh, try, to, try to suppress 
their true interests and exploration. And that leads to an explosion of usually uh, convenience sexuality. Like, the, you know, if I'm actively trying to repress my bisexuality and suddenly the opportunity presents itself and I'm having a hard time repressing it, man, I'm going to glom onto that. And that's what, yeah, that leads to people not taking care of themselves, people not... Uh, well, that was my next question. Yeah. That follows right into my next question, which is there are some huge health issues around this, aren't there? Well, I, you know, I'm of... <laughs> I'm of the opinion that everybody just needs to grow up and use protection far better in general. God, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm constantly fighting the just put a condom on for a blowjob. Come on. It's not that different. You know, throw some saran wrap down. If you're going to go down on someone, come on. It's not that different. And yeah, I agree. It is different and it sucks a little bit, a little bit, but antibiotic resistant gonorrhea of the throat sucks more. You know, so we need to be sensible and we need to take care of ourselves in a way that will not allow for another uh, random new disease like HIV to just walk in and decimate communities because that's what it did. I, I, yeah, and I remember too, because I am of that age. So, yeah. um, um, and we were not taking care. You know, and, I, and, and I've had people go, well, what do you know? You aren't gay. No, I, I'm not. I'm not a gay male. I'm a woman that was sleeping with gay men. Yeah. Think about that for a second. They didn't identify as bisexual, but we were a bit more fluid. Right. And I, th I think that's part of uh, acceptance of communities is rig rigid definitions. And I think what you were saying earlier about understanding the binary, maybe it is that the heterosexual community basically said, okay, you want to be accepted, go stand in this box. It's called gay. And when you start wandering away, we're suddenly going to be like, oh, well, see, you didn't have to be that in the first place. Oh, you can choose. Because, yeah, it appears as bisexual, it appears I can choose. And I, but I would have an argument with people. It does appear you can choose, but it's an appearance. Right. You can choose. We can all choose. We can always choose. Right. Right. I can have whatever sexuality I have and choose not to act on it. Exactly. Is, is that healthy? No. No. And that leads to the explosions. <laughs> yeah. That leads to the problems. Yeah. Is yeah. that healthy? Absolutely not. Really but I can, I can choose it. Yeah. It, no. And it's, you know, it's, it's routinely frustrating uh, because, you know, like I look at that Kinsey was talking about this number of, of men that were theoretically bisexual, this percentage of the population. And I look at the swinger community, specifically the swinger community, and by and large, like random, like 80% of the women are bisexual in swinging. And that could be a number of things. It could be women pretending to be bisexual or the idea that given the opportunity and the support, more people are bisexual. That could mm -hmm. be, like, given the ability to explore, more people would find that they actually are bisexual. Well, and I also think we've got this thing because we've got episodic stuff. And, and, 
you know, again, people think their sexuality is, at oh, birth, yeah. I'm this and for my lifetime. Right. And in actual fact, research says that we move around on that scale. Sure. And particularly those of us in the middle move around. I suspect that a chunk of those women are episodically bisexual, i.e., they don't really fantasize about women. They wouldn't really look to, to, to have an experience with a woman alone. Sure. But in that situation, they're, they enjoy themselves. Yeah. They enjoy themselves. So, that, so it's not that they're going along with it for their partner. They have a grand time. And then when they're not in that situation, they're not too fussed by women. They're, more, they're interested in men. Right. Those, those women are very different from me. I like to go out to a, 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 you know, a gay bar and pick up a girl, you know, um, the same as I like to be with a guy. So it's not episodic for me, but I suspect that part of that, 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 that 80% that you're talking about are really very much, it's situation dependent. Yeah. But my, the, the, uh, fascinating part about that is so if we if we look at that as this community is disproportionately more by than the general population yep it should follow that swinging is disproportionately more by for men than yes. the general population no the demand characteristics are different well the moment i became openly bi shocker I started meeting all sorts of bi men. And I have a feeling if I was not openly bi, I would have met those same men as straight. Yep. So therefore, it is all about the visibility. The more yep. we show, the, that's, that's why I came out as bi on, on Facebook, is because, look, there needs to be – you need to be able to see other people in order to be willing to – to take that step. It's why my husband came out as bi on Facebook as well and yeah. on FET, you know, and it's always interesting how many people just ignore the fact that he's bisexual. I'm always fascinated by that. There are male friends of ours that uh, I know have so much trouble with it. <laughs> and it, so that get, kind of gets nicely ignored, but it does yeah. also mean in those environments that they wouldn't be comfortable seeing him having no. sex with a man. Probably and I know not. that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is and the, so it's limiting in that situation because, you know, they can kind of deal with it as long as it's theoretical. Right. Which I find really sad. I mean, I, I just think it's so restricting. And it, it, but, but that's not just men who have trouble with it. Women have trouble with it. Yeah. And I understand that one less. And, you know, and at the same time, I talk to so many women who are so turned on by the, by the idea of their partner with another man who won't tell them that, you know, and, and it's, it, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Part of the acceptance for female bisexuals was men encouraging their partners to explore. If women encourage, it sounds like I'm blaming women and I am not. <laughs> But if women are interested and they do encourage, it will help. It's not their fault. Let me be clear. Yeah, no, it's not their fault. But, the, no, but you do have to, you have to have the acceptance and the encouragement. Yeah. The reason, the part, part of the reason that people don't come out is that they're afraid that their partners will 
freak out and run. Yeah. And you, yeah, you need to know that you are secure. You need to Yeah, and you also I mean, and then and then people also need to have their own sets of rules and that's the thing and I think that I would love to know what the statistics are on on men who have bisexual experiences as affairs as infidelity versus women who have bisexual experiences. Seems to happen to a lot of uh, Christian congressmen in America. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know how that happens either. You know, but, ironically, uh, if they would just uh, embrace bisexuality, they would not need to worry about now they're now they're. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Um, I, I, yeah, not, I mean, but then you have to say, you know, then, and there's always the question that pe- of the people who are having these experiences behind their partners' backs, mm-hmm. are they bisexual or are they gay, and not willing to walk out of the relationship? Sure, it's but it's proportion of both yeah and and a a lot of that weirdness is the the rigid definition of uh the spectrum the rigid you know one or six on kinsey you're you're a one or you're a six well there are four more options there in the middle it sure are that's so weird no zero to six was the the odds yeah you know, it, it, Kinsey really had a had a handle on this, and I think it's because he was a bisexual male. Uh, but he understood how varied the spectrum can look, and I find it weird that in the decades since Kinsey, I mean, we're we're coming up on seventy years since Kinsey's studies. I yeah. think uh, it, it's. It's regressed to now there's now you're zero, now you're six, and maybe there's a little something over here in the middle at three, but there's nothing else. No, not at all. No, it's weird. It is strange, but it seems like lots of stuff has gone that way, gone the yeah. way of the black and white and no, no gray. You know, that takes us back to that place of ambivalence, and I think that people really have trouble. Yeah. Not just looking at others and not and and feeling it, seeing ambivalence, but they have trouble with their own ambivalence. It's scary not to know where I fit. Yeah. It's scary not to know what box I go in, which but is if unfortunate. You, if you're if you're comfortable looking, you mm-hmm. can get closer. That's the key. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's I mean, the the biggest thing I think I I like to get across though is being an openly bisexual male I have not experienced much in the way of aggressive hatred I have experienced more of it as as an atheist than (laughs) I have as a bi male I've experienced recently more of it as a democrat than I have as a bi male um people will always look for an excuse to be a hater. That's why it's more important to be visible because then it's, it's not about doing it for me. It's about doing it for other people. And that's why I am bisexual and not pansexual, which more accurately represents my sexuality. You know, pansexual being, I don't care whatsoever about your bits. Bisexual suggests the binary. Well, and, and uh, yeah, pansexual would be more accurate for me as well. But the only people I ever see who use pansexual are straight people who occasionally <laughs> decide to, 
to stray outside yeah. the straight boundary. So that doesn't describe me. Yeah. But if, if we were using the true meaning of the word, yes. I mean, it, the truth is I don't care. But I, and bisexual does suggest right. that there is a binary. And I know that there's more than a binary of gender anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's why but, I don't use queer for me. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I say I am queer, while it does accurately reflect me, it will make it so much easier for people to slide me into gay in their head. And that erases what I actually am. Right. Because I'm not gay. I am pretty much bi. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it, that's, it's, it's not noble to be who you are. It's, it's brave occasionally to be who you are. It's a necessity to be who you are, I think. Well, I mean, that's so do I. Authenticity is essential full stop throughout yeah. life. People who are authentic are happier human beings. Yeah. Um, and Maybe not right away. No, you have, well, you, have to, you have to go through your things to become yeah. authentic. But certainly for me, that's one of the reasons why I focus on helping people create authentic and congruent sexuality so that they actually feel that they are who they are, know who they are, they are yeah. who they are, and they're able to be who they are. And that's not easy. There's a lot of not only internal pressure, but there's a ton of external pressure yeah. to not be a bunch of different things. And yeah, one of them, unfortunately, conformity. is to not be bisexual because right. that's too confusing. <laughs> and, and I should not have to change my sexuality because it is confusing to other people. That's true. But that's what people would like sometimes. That, that, they would love that if I would just be less complicated. Yeah, no, I've actually had people say that. I always find it really amusing. You know, yeah. can, 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 you, can you do it simply? Like, um, no. It's like, maybe you can. Yeah, uh, you but can, I you, can't. That's right. This is who I am, and this is this is how it is. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because the more that I've been out and talking about this, um, the young people and their um, interactions and comments are fascinating to me because although in some ways um, it, the generation coming up now, those in their teens and early twenties, um, appear much more fluid. Mm-hmm and in their understandings of their own gender in their understandings of their own sexuality in their understandings of relationship structure. Yeah. And yet still can have these huge issues around ambivalence and around yeah. finding and putting a pin, you know, where it's supposed to go on the map. In the That's place. why everybody's obsessed with labels. Ultimately, and and I get it. It's easier to uh, it's easier to say who you are if you have a label that defines it. And if you if you don't, yeah, then it gets complicated. But then then complication is is communication. Complication yeah. means actually talk to people instead of just say, "Oh, by the way, I'm I'm queer." Oh, okay. Well, what does that mean to you? Yeah. The important question. Yeah. Well, what does bisexual mean to you? Yeah. You know, I, that, that's, that's what, and, and, and that's what often doesn't get asked. Right. But if you want to play well with others. And we all do. You actually have to define what it means for you. Yeah. You know, I, I, I never forget meeting a woman who was in fact bi-curious. 
he was identifying that she was bisexual. Yeah. Until she was in the presence of a woman who was attracted to her, who she was attracted to, and she froze and freaked out. It's like, well, if you're going to advertise that you're bisexual, then people are going to believe that this is something that you're comfortable with. Right. There's nothing wrong with being bi-curious. That tells people that you're not comfortable with this yet. So right. they treat you accordingly. You know, <laughs> the whole conversation about, um, and it could have been really disastrous situation had I not actually asked a bunch of questions based sure. on observing her around other women. Yeah, your yeah. comfort level seems different than uh, than what you're saying it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, are you sure you're into women? <laughs> it's cause, and it's okay cause you, if you're not. It's fine if you're not, but, you you know, you appear really nervous, really upset, and really anxious, you know, so yeah. <laughs> let's talk about what you're actually into in, instead of the labels that are forming the por portion of your profile. And ultimately, that's the best part is that when you're when you're in a situation with another person, your labels don't matter. It's what you want to do. That's what matters. Yep. So like every sexual encounter is is whatever those in it define it as yeah. and nothing else, literally nothing else matters. And yeah. that's, that's a wonderful thing. And it's a terrifying thing for a lot of people because it requires knowing what you want and knowing what you want is scary. Yeah. And that's the place where I would love to kind of encourage people to go. Go figure out what it is you want. Yeah. It's and not try so, things. Yeah, try things. It's not so important to, to, to give yourself a label. It's really important to figure out what makes you happy. Yeah. And what the thing I tell uh, guys more than anything else is if you have any interest in exploration with another man, try it. And you know what? Even if you have, you know, if, if you go full throttle, you have anal sex with another man tonight, and then tomorrow you wake up and think, you know what? I really don't ever need to do that again. You're not suddenly bi. You're not suddenly gay. Yeah, there's, there isn't a switch. <laughs> yeah. It's, you just don't do it again. That's, that's literally the only thing is, I don't like this. Okay, well, don't do it anymore. That's exactly. It. It's so simple. And why is it so terrifying? I, it, uh, people are so afraid of the unknown. I yeah. mean, that's just kind of routine. But it is, there is no light switch, you know, yeah. and you don't switch it and, and you do this and that makes you gay, straight, that makes you bi, that makes you into BDSM, that makes you kinky. And there isn't a switch. No. You're, you know, you're, you're it's, just it's, human beings. That's right. It's not binary. You have to try it, check it out. And then if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you yeah. do like it, that's food for thought. And then you can go on and explore further. And, and the real, the real thing is, you know, everybody worried about what if I do this and I find out I'm gay, like I was worried. Well, that would be a very good thing to know, wouldn't it? Exactly. What if you do this and you realize, no, I don't actually want to be with another woman. I only want to be with men for the rest of my, what if you realize that? Well, that's probably one of the most important things you will ever realize. Yep. Because that will change them. I mean, that's, to not realize that, to not take it to that conclusion, to not go there is to deny the self. Yep. 
Because if yeah. you could realize that, you should realize that. Yeah, most definitely. Extreme, but really, no. Do, well, do, no, I mean, but it's interesting because people, you know, they have fears. And I, I know that, that that's one of the bigger ones for men yeah. in terms of bisexuality. Oh, my God, I'll be gay. And what would that mean? Well, what it would mean is that you're gay. And, <laughs> and if you're gay, that would mean that you should probably be gay, try and, have, be gay and have relationships <laughs> yeah. with men because... That's what will make you happy. If you're in a relationship with a woman already, that doesn't necessarily mean that that ends either. I mean, right. there, you know, it's it's not cut and dried. You know, again, it's not a switch. Yeah, then we're getting should. out into the vagary. That's really scary. Yeah, I mean, you really should know what turns you on. It's you really should. important. And and that and, and worth mentioning. If you don't know, that's okay. But you should be looking. Mm-hmm. And if it's too scary to look on your own, there are people like me out there. Yes. There yeah. are people like you out there who will help so talk that you to, can talk find. To people who are not actively trying to get in your pants. That's right. Because they will be the most helpful. That's right. Please, please, please. Yes. That is definitely an important thing to say. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, definitely conflicts of interest. All yeah. Over the place. Definitely. You, it would be better not to seek help to figure that out from somebody who really wants to sleep with you. Yeah. Which is unfortunately who we usually talk to about sex because That's true. they're the ones that bring it up. That's true. Yeah. Well, first talk to yourself, then talk <laughs> yes, to others. Yes. But okay. as as a bi male, I can tell you that emotionally I am more fulfilled knowing who I am than when I thought I was a straight male who might be gay. Or then I, when I thought I was a straight monogamous guy. I mean, I, I lived a long life thinking that. And opening up changed my life so dramatically. It changed my outlook on everything. And that was the most valuable decision I ever made. So it is worth exploring because you will learn about yourself. And not all of it is good, but that's also important to know. Mm-hmm. And you will discover good things that you didn't know. And that is so valuable. Yeah. And that's the only place to start. Yeah. It's, it's knowing you. Uh, and once you know you and love you, then you can branch out in a, in a much more fulfilling and happy and connected and exciting way yeah. than if you're branching out and actually finding out who you are on the reflection back from other people. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me. This has My been absolutely pleasure. great. And thanks for joining me for the A to Z of sex. Write to me with suggestions for the show, the questions you want answered at drlauribeth at a to z of sex.com. That's D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z or Z-O-F-S-E-X.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Dr. Bisbee on Facebook and YouTube. I'm Lori Beth Bisbee. For a free 30-minute strategy session, go to https colon forward slash forward slash A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X dot com forward slash and click the button that says schedule now. If you enjoy the show, please do leave me a review on iTunes and Stitcher. And for the next five people who leave a review, you are entitled to a one hour coaching session for free. That is a 250 pound value. 
See you next week when the letter will be C. And thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.